Uh, apparently, we're not on air right now. We're not. Yeah. That's technical problems. Sense. Oh dear. Since when? We're getting messages that they hear static. Uh oh. Oh. So you're listening to KXRY uh, Portland. That was my best material. <laughs> now it's over. Okay. <laughs> you're listening to KXRY Portland at 91.1 and 107.1 FM and KXRWLP Vancouver at 99.9 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. This is Is Butter Carb. I'm DJ Mommy Miami. I'm Megan Hattie. And in the house today, we got a special guest. Lita Husick. Meow. <laughs> she is a super cool musician, originally from D.C., grew up in the punk scene over there, lived in a lot of punk houses, I imagine. Punk houses in the house. <laughs> I have a stand-up joke about punk houses. Really? I'm not going to tell it. No. It has some profanity. Oh, uh, But you've released tons of albums. Yeah. On Shimmy Disc, Caroline, Astroworks, Alias Records, and you're currently in a band called Lita Husik and the Toy Surprise. Indeed. Is that right? Yes. Cool. So you were attacking me for being vegan. I'm sorry where we left off. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking about many things today on the show, including some local drama oh, yeah. that we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, some food competition things. Uh, we know that y'all are wor- wondering how what the best tips are and... Maybe <laughs> you can provide some for us. Cool. But first and foremost, we're talking about veganism, of which uh, Megan Hattie decided to make some jokes about. Uh, what? Okay, let's see. To start it off, I want to ask you first and foremost, what are some of the myths or uh, rumors about veganism that you'd like to debunk? Um, I don't know. I mean, let's see. I guess people think vegans are... Um, really judgmental of other people and um, that is actually true so no (laughs) Um, that's what that's been my experience (laughs) yeah there's a lot there's some of that I mean you know all my BFFs none of them are vegan and I don't proselytize I'm not a proselytizer you know but um, I mean I can just share my own personal journey <laughs> but um let's hear it please <laughs> well you know my dad was a vegetarian most of my childhood so it wasn't a huge leap just to cut out dairy and frankly if i was an animal in a um, factory farm i'd so much rather just be a meat steer than a um a dairy cow because um you know they're just used up for years and treated terribly and you know cheese is is, is a product of that um Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, um, it's been since around 1989, I think. Um, hmm. With some time off for insanity cheese, there was some mm-hmm. cheese crimes <laughs> in cheese crimes. in the early aughts. Jesus. Yeah. Night cheese? Uh, it was actually afternoon cheese, and oh, I, okay. I, can't, I can't talk about it. Um, I've well, lived it down. <laughs> there's vegan cheese, though, right? Well, now it's crazy how good the vegan cheese is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how good it is, so I, I eat that. I'm, yeah. I'm particularly yeah. fond of that cashew cheese. Yeah, love the cashew I cheese. I mess with that. I yeah. am a fan of, like, field roast. I love the field roast. We, t- we talked about the... Um, the roast that the, there was a sandwich at Food for Thought, the vegan, mostly vegan vegetarian restaurant at um, PSU. I had really good feel this. Oh yeah, 
That's weird because there was a DC place called Food for Thought that had oh, a lot really? of it was mostly vegetarian. It was kind of a legendary DC punk does, place. Does mm-hmm. it exist? No. Well, word of advice to all your listeners out there: if you want to open a restaurant, don't call it Food for Thought. <laughs> apparently, you're gonna it was there for years, doomed. though. Yeah. Also, if you want to uh, chime in, ask <coughs> our lovely guest any questions, you can do so by texting us at 971-220-KXRY. That's 971-220-5979. We're talking about food, closing out the month on food here on Is Butter Carb. Uh, the butter here tonight is vegan. So <laughs> if you want to share your thoughts about that, feel free to do so before it's too late. Yeah. Are you vegan? Do you have feelings about it? I feel like yeah. I'm in the like the clown sitting on the the vat of water <laughs> and people are gonna throw like a dunk tank a dunk tank. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes a dunk tank. I, i'm curious like because you lived at positive force house in dc which you said was a vegan house yes and um i think discord house was a vegan house oh yeah yeah probably yeah and did, was that ever were you ever like straight edge was that oh, ever part of funny. your vegan well you or? know it's well it was and um that was kind of the one thing that didn't stick with me. <laughs> yeah. By the end of my sojourn at Positive mm-hmm. House, I believe I was smoking shambones in the yard. <laughs> oh, man. And nobody, everybody was so kind of innocent. Nobody mm-hmm. could tell. And I once <laughs> actually did some, was it mushrooms or acid? I don't remember. And we're going down to see like some Tad was playing at the old 930 club and some other bands from... I don't think Nirvana was playing, but um, anyway, so I I did some kind of acid, and I was with some of these straight edge kids, and I think there was nothing felt more like amazingly powerful than to just be acting normal, but inside <laughs> I'm like, you know, it was just nobody could tell, so it was fun. So you were pretending to act normal while you were on acid? Yeah, dude, oh, it's high wow. skills. Are you sure you were acting normal though? No. <laughs> Apparently you're your friends, you know, <coughs> we're fooled. So that's that. That means something. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. So do you have favorite vegan spots in town? I do. I love Harvest at the Bindery, which is on Sandy, somewhere around 30th, I think. Um, I just love their, what they what they do with the vegetable is, should be illegal. They're really good. <laughs> um, I There's a newish place on Mississippi called No Bones, um, No Bones Beach Club, which has a lot of like brunchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a pretty good cook my own self. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you hear about the new donut spot? I did. Those donuts on 82nd and Powell, I believe. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty cool. You you went there? No, no. But I try not to, you know, donuts are, that's a little beyond my, you know, I'm too old for donuts, but. (laughs) Oh, no. we, We got a text that says, do vegans get offended by being called vegetarian? Totally. OMG. That was the worst thing you could say. Yeah, really. you're better than vegetarians, right? We're so much better. And we actually hate and loathe vegetarians and sometimes <laughs> fight them. No. Um, no, a lot of the world hasn't caught up to the dairy aspect, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't not, it doesn't bother me. Do you, have you traveled much and run into problems like sticking to being vegan? Um, I haven't traveled very much, but... Um, 
I definitely, I think you're more, you're going to have more trouble um, in these continental United States than huh. um, <laughs> going to Europe, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find vegan stuff. In, but I think it's it's definitely grown so much. Mm-hmm. So I hear like in some cities it's a lot easier. Like Berlin apparently has a ton oh, of vegan yeah. food. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, it depends. Yeah, I recently traveled with uh, some friends to Mexico who are vegan. Pretty tough. Pretty tough place really? to be. Really? That's so funny because I would think that cuisine, I mean, that's one of my favorite cuisines and just take take the cheese and the meat out. I don't know. The beans have lard. Oh, the yeah, the right. rice has chicken mm. stock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also the, it's just like super Catholic. So they're yeah, like, yeah. no meat. And they're like, oh, but fish is cool, right? Right. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, you know, you're like, okay, no meat. And they're like, okay, but like cheese. Right. And you're like no cheese, <laughs> like but cheese. <laughs> tortilla, it's just tortilla. Queso there, but yeah, <laughs> getting too specific in advance for some Portland people, perhaps. <laughs> so you are very meticulous about avoiding any sort of animal product, like lard in something or a chicken stock, or how how detailed. I mean, you get really good at it. I mean, mm-hmm. I shop at a vegan grocery store, mm-hmm. so it's pretty easy. That was a real leap of cognitive you know whatever to mm-hmm. realize oh i don't have to read every ingredient it's food fight there's yeah. two of them now mm-hmm. um and so that was pretty fun to just i can touch anything in the store and put it in my basket yeah um, that makes it a lot easier than yeah i mean you know and whatever it's it's very easy now i mean when i was first living at um, positive force house there was one soy milk company and it tasted mm-hmm. exactly like play-doh <laughs> i mean so much like play-doh it was weird so i always thought play-doh smelled good yeah, it smells good, but it doesn't taste that good as a beverage. Uh, <laughs> it definitely smells good. It, it tastes very salty, though. I don't know if y'all have tried Play-Doh. I must have. I have, yeah. I, I feel like I can taste the taste it really. Yeah, distinctly. I can remember it really well. <laughs> I put too much salt in cookie recipe one time, and it tasted a lot like Play-Doh. Ew. I still ate a lot of it. That's, I think Play-Doh is vegan, so that's okay. I just remember putting. <laughs> I remember putting it, smushing it on um, newspaper comics. Remember mm-hmm. that? Did you used to do that? You could make a print of comics in your oh, Play-Doh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's just one cool. of the things I used to get up to. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan art projects. That's right. Um, so we got another text that asked, "So are vegans the Capulets or the Montagues? Oh, I want to know wait, which one Juliet, Romeo is." Romeo. Wait, Romeo Montague Juliet Capulet. Well, you know, uh-huh. it's an interesting question because uh, some of the um, sort of stereotypes of gender, you know, mm-hmm. female as the earth mother, you know, there's ma- I'm sure there's there's many more female vegans than males. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, I'd have to say Juliet <laughs> all the way. Juliet was the vegan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains why I like Romeo so much. Leo DiCaprio. Snap! Burn! (laughs) I'm just talking about 90s Leo. (laughs) Early 2000s Leo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just that Romeo. Anyway, we're going to roll into some tunes. Um, Feel free to keep texting in at 971-220-KXRY. That's 971-220-5979 talking about tell us about your eating choices or your diet or your eating restrictions or your dietary restrictions uh, well, 
We'll also be talking a little bit about potentially eating competitions. Oh, yeah. Kooks. And uh, I, I also want to know, we can talk about this when we come back from the break, but uh, mm-hmm. we had a caller last week that we'd like to, um, you know, talk to you about. They talked about the humanistic aspects of pigs and the valuing of different animals when people are, you know, choosing not to eat meat. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that after the break. Awesome. Totally. Here's Vegan and Furs by of Montreal on his butter curb. On a
for voting X-Ray, best radio station in Portland two years in a row. We need your help to defend that title. Head on over to xray.fm and click on the big vote button today and help support your radio station. X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. Hey, this is Is Butter, a carb. I'm Megan Hattie. I'm DJ Mommy Miami. And um, you yeah. are who? <laughs> who are you, guest? Lady Husick. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We... Just played a song by you, Lita Husick. Yes. What was it called? Nuclear Soul, and it was written during the Bush year. <laughs> um, and who knew how relevant it would still be? Their pockets all overflowing, the grease of the pterodactyl, the oily Tyrannosaurus. Oh, man. Yeah. Rex Tillerson. Boom. It's like a story about the past, but also the future. Yes. It's bleak. Uh, and before that, we heard Dog Party. <laughs> <laughs> I picked out a song uh, by a band called Dog Party. They're a t- duo of teen sisters. They're cute little punks from Sacramento. And I picked the song Best Friend because dogs are 
a person's best friend. We want to be open to all genders and not just for men because I, I like dogs too. How, how do you feel about dogs? How do you think I feel about dogs? I think you love them. I do love them. But you prefer cats, right? Well, I'm a cat person, but I love dogs. <laughs> oh. And uh, before uh, we get into uh, the rest of our segments here about food, which if you want to chime in, text us at 971-220-KXRY. I just want to remind y'all out there in X-Ray land that you have until May 31st to get out and vote for (laughs) X-Ray. X-Ray, as you might have just heard, is up for many different awards uh, via the Willamette Week, which we're going to be talking about (laughs) shortly for other purposes. But you can go to their website or go to our, actually go straight to xray.fm and click on vote x-ray button and that'll just take you straight there. I recommend that route. Very handy. And you can vote for us for best radio station overall, best radio station for music, best radio station for talk, obviously, <laughs> best local radio station for Blazer's Edge. Great and show. also best local radio show for x-ray in the morning. Also a great show. And, Lita, I know that you've been on X-Ray before. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your previous work on X-Ray and uh, with radio, perhaps? Um, I was on the Tex Clark show, which was awesome. I uh, Circle Rad. I was on um, DJ Swag's show, um, Big City Radio, which was awesome. That was in February. Um, and let's see... Um, my band played on sessions from the box and that was really cool um i used to dj at a pirate radio station in la called kblt in the 90s and that sounds delicious no it wasn't that's not that's wrong megan um it was vegan bacon um (laughs) but yeah that was super fun um what else oh i went to american university for one year until they uh they invited me to leave and um i they had a w was fmu yeah it was uh american university station so in 1980 before either before your grandparents were even born (laughs) um i had a little radio show at like oh something like i set my alarm for four in the morning or something it was like saturday night it was just taking a bunch of you know Talking Heads records down in freezing cold, trudging in the snow. <laughs> it was fun though. And nowadays we just plug in our computers. Oh, yeah. Megan Hattie also had a, a very early morning show before this wonderful show here. True. What time was your previous show at? It was from 2 to 3 a.m. on Fridays, so basically only my French friends listened. Ouch. But everyone streams. Yeah, my mom yeah. listened to it the next day, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, how did y'all meet? We met in a Radio U class. It's a university of radio. <laughs> um, a class put on by X-Ray along with the Media Institute for Social Change, where we learned to produce radio documentaries. We did. And we had did. a great time. Yes. And so then at, on the last day, we all went to the bar next door, um, which is something I wouldn't normally do because I'm not very social. But I decided, what the heck? And yeah, then and uh, suddenly everybody was talking after, <laughs> you know, kind of eight weeks of kind of meek, kind of Portlandy, quiet people. Everybody <laughs> yeah. loosened up. It was yeah, fun. It was fun. Just got to get some alcohol on them. Yeah, apparently. 
And then Lita was like, I want to be in your radio show. And I, was I don't like, think I said it like that. And I don't think I said it that emphatically. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't have put it out there. Oh. Who, who remembers? No. <laughs> I shouldn't have. No, we're glad to have you here on the Thank show you. talking about veganism, amongst other things. Uh, before we went to the musical break, I actually posed some questions. Again, if you want to chime in, do so via text message with your little thumbs. 971-220-5979. Uh, I wanted to know, we had a caller last week who talked about uh, humanistic qualities of animals, specifically about pigs. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? When you look at a pig, do you see a human's face? No. I see a animal that um, has feelings. I think, I mean, animals, I feel like they all they really are are emotions. You know, and um, they cry when they are in distress in slaughterhouses and I've seen some things I'll never forget and um, you know I, I know it tastes good and everything but like in the bigger picture of our environment um, it's the worst thing the emissions from um, factory farms are greater than all forms of transportation combined so if you say you're an environmentalist and you're not a vegan then you're not doing it right and or that is my angry vegan <laughs> message. No, that's a powerful statistic. Mm. I didn't know that. I mean, it's, it's the truth, too. Yeah. And it's the truth, Ruth. Often, too, though, with environmentalism, it's like there's a lot of like short-term solutions in general. Uh, I think now people are starting to realize, like, oh, just because I buy something, just because I spend $8 on a seventh-generation roll of paper towels <laughs> doesn't really mean I'm making change. Um, and then, like, buying into the system of capitalism. It's like we're mm-hmm. just feeding feeding the beast. That is what, I mean, I think that the whole origins of my vegan um, life was as a part of punk rock in D.C. was we just did not want to accept any of the prevailing um, systems of power in the country. And it was the best way, because believe me, Department of Ag is as fully evil or more so. They actually don't have... Other places, like the EPA, is a watchdog. No one watches the Department of Ag except for NGOs, you know, like Humane Society of the United States, mm-hmm. um, Mercy for Animals, other groups that will put um, they'll put the undercover people in these um, slaughterhouses and find out what's really going on. And the people working there are have, you know, they're not in power. They have a horrible life and a horrible job, and they take it out on the animals. So mm-hmm. it's all one big round thing, this earth. <laughs> yeah, and the idea of the way we value different animals are like, how do you feel about, I mean, you're, you're vegan, so, you know, but in terms of, I, I as a meat eater, like even some other meat eaters will be like, they'll eat burgers or something, but they'll be like, no, I'm not going to eat foie gras because those geese really suffer having that you know stuff stuffed into whereas it's like both are dying is there really room for that distinction i don't think so yeah Mm -hmm. and i I actually wanted to play a little track um we can talk more about kooks which we haven't gotten into Mm -hmm. for the closing segment here if you have anything that you want to talk to us about uh veganism or as we close out our show uh talking about kooks the local drama to you know, dig into the sitch a little bit, mm-hmm. you can do so via text 971-220-KXRY. That's 971-220-5979. 
And I'm going to play a song by a Surprise Vegan. Um, I mean, it's not really like it was a secret, but I just I didn't know until very recently. Uh, Erica Badu. And uh, yeah, this is like a, a, a great song uh, where the word girl is substituted for squirrel. Extra, extra relevant. <laughs> I so, love squirrels. Yeah, me too. This is a uh, "You Don't Have to Call" by Erica Badu on X-Ray FM. This is Butter Carb, and stick around for more tunes.
Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. This is X-Ray FM. You're listening to Is Butter a Carb? I'm Megan Hattie. I'm DJ Mommy Miami. We've got special guest Lita Husick today. She's a musician and a vegan. Mm. <laughs> uh, before the break, you just heard uh, we played a little bit of uh, Erica Badu. You don't have to call. As well as mm-hmm. Prince. We vegan. Played, yeah, Kiss, both vegan artists. Amazing. Amazing. See, it's possible. You can be vegan <laughs> and creative. Who would have thought? Yeah, they have this the strength to sing the whole song. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna get into a little bit of a conversation around kooks. Um, if you want to chime in, get your fingers ready. We're gonna be <laughs> reading your texts. If you want to join in on the conversation, nine seven one two two zero kxry 971-220-5979 so for those who aren't familiar uh, a couple days ago an article came out in the Willamette Week that was uh, talking about these two white women who opened up a burrito shop called Kooks they were like oh we went down to Mexico real quick and like these ladies wouldn't give us our recipes so we like peeked through their windows and we're bringing tortillas to Portland everybody <laughs> and then people got mad for a plethora of reasons. Uh, since then, there has been a few updates. The Portland Mercury had a response. Uh, and the Women Week also had another response from a uh, writer who... The, the headline of the article was, My dad is from Mexico. I can't get mad at Cougs Burritos. So there's a lot of, a lot of different sides being <coughs> thrown around. Uh, let's let's start with your, your opinion on the on the situation, Lita. Well, I w- have to admit first that I had I, I, I didn't hear about it until like an hour ago, <laughs> but it doesn't won't stop me from weighing in. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think there's two things. I am sensitive to cultural appropriation. I think the way they did it was really wrong and nasty and stupid. And you know, just be honest. And it's like. It, Plus, like, we don't have tortillas here already. I mean, whatever. But I don't like that. But at the same time, some of the backlash that gets so... The, the, the huge white wave of the whitest city in, in, in the country, you know, um, getting so up in arms. Um, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. Some, some, sometimes I think we need to focus on what's even um, more of a of a scary thing for us um, in America right now than, than, you know, screaming at people that maybe made a mistake. Um, let's focus some of that rage um, where it really belongs in, you know, 
someone's face that we know. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I find it painful um, that, and there was a vegan um, uh, recipe book called Thug Kitchen that caused a lot of um, controversy, two honkies, and, you know, and kind of appropriating the language and stuff, and mm. I found that really stupid. It's like, we do have white privilege, and you can't behave like you are ignorant of that. Um, okay, well, uh, I am uh, I'm on the conflicting side of this of this conversation here. Um, I think that you know when we're talking about picking your enemy or uh, you know weeding out what's important and what's not, um, you have to listen to who is having the qualms and why they're really having the qualms. While it sounds like this is a situation that's about kooks, it's really about the larger conversation as far as where the source of my anger comes from. It's the fact that like the media continues to uplift these white people who are coming in and acting like they discovered tortillas who are bragging that they went on a spur of the moment trip which speaks to a huge, hugely privileged position to be able to take spur of the moment trips um, to Mexico right. and to just start up, you know, how do they have the, the capital to just start mm-hmm. up a restaurant, right? Um, and then beyond that, if you're looking in Portland too, this is a city where, yes, it is a very white city, uh, but there are people of color making food here that don't receive the accolades, who aren't receiving the credit, and here's just another instance of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to look at the situation and be like, oh no, it's getting blown out of proportion, uh, but it's also a response to something that's been building for for years here, for years, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're it's right not it's that. not a new it's not a new issue. I think you're right about that. Yeah, this is just kind of the next in a series of, you know, different things. I mean, there was the Saffron Colonial last year. What was the, that? The British, British uh, colonial restaurant on North oh, Williams. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> and that was uh, quite controversial. <laughs> They're still open, but they changed their name to Bork or something. The uh-huh. British Overseas. Bork, like the something. old, uh, before you were born, there was a Supreme Court nominee named Bork. It was oh. also quite wonderful. Also a noise that dog, dogs make. <laughs> <laughs> they just borks a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of just the next thing. And uh, it definitely says a lot about a publication who saw this as newsworthy. So the article wasn't an expose. It was just, hey, look at these cool this little cool white new girls. Cookie, uh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pop well, up. Yeah. So fun. And I do think that you're bringing up a good you know point two because willamette week has time and time again Mm -hmm. uh been very voyeuristic in the way that they're talking about people of color and Mm -hmm. it's it's very obvious that everyone who works there is white um not that white people can't you know run media corporations or anything but that leads to this sort of like tone deaf uh you know outlook and Mm -hmm. i think they had something about like the numbers you know that portland basically outer portland people call the numbers and it was just like we went to these bars and people were playing video poker and eating fried chicken, just like super, <laughs> you know, just yeah. from an outsider perspective, which is very alienating to the people who are people of color living here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. And it's like, if nobody's there to tell you, hey, that's not right, then they're not going to know. It's very segregated. And they need, they, it's their, their it's like, very segregated. job to figure that out. But um, a doc has come up, a Google doc, that's one of my favorite things, um, which is 
uh, in the last few days called Alternatives to White-Owned Appropriative Restaurants in Portland. All right. And this is like kind of a Google Doc always in... uh, People are adding things, and what they have is tons of like sources and resources about this issue in Portland. There's a list of restaurants, um, and it'll tell you what inappropriate business is, who the owner is, what the cuisine is, and the nearest uh, POC-owned alternative. That's really cool. And so if you want to chime in again cool. real quick before we uh, close on out here, we have five minutes or so to text Send us one, 971-220-5979, 971-220-KXRY. Right now we're talking about the uh, cultural appropriation whitelist, white-owned, sorry, uh, Google Doc that has been circulating and went viral very quickly. You know, yeah. I have to say, I you really, that was very, very well put, and I feel like I was wrong. That it really is you have to look at the big picture all the time and whose voices are not being heard and who's being hurt and why. And it does play in directly to everything that's happening in this world right now. So Yeah, and I, it's like, for me, it's not like I necessarily think that these girls are monsters or anything. Um, or even, you know, contrary to this list, um, I don't necessarily think that white people can't own POC, you know, restaurants. But when it's playing into the larger system here in Portland, the food culture that isn't respecting, you know, people of color who are making food um, of their cultures. And, you know, you look at the best white or, you know, best Mexican food and it's all white owned. Um, so I didn't know that. That's a problem. It is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Racist Sandwich also has a POC owned restaurant directory that can be consulted if you, awesome. which is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Racism. <laughs> Contrary Sandwiches. to some of the rumors, they are not the creators of the Google Doc. Right. Uh, they the have their own thing. And the Google Doc was not made by white people. It was c- created by Portland people of color. Uh, so just want to, you know. White people, <sighs> I wish I could say what I want to say to you, but you can't curse on the radio. Let's <laughs> find a creative, uh, creative alternative word. Fudge you, monkeys. <laughs> Vegan fudge you. <laughs> Vegan fudge. Exactly. Yeah. So do you think I did I uh, did I do my job right? Do you think all the listeners are now gonna run out and buy some soy cheese? <laughs> I might, but I think it should have a Psych. cooler a cooler Psych. name. Psych. What? I yeah. wish it were called something else. What than vegan? It took, soy. It took I don't like decade. the word soy. You don't like the word soy? No, I'm not, <laughs> not a fan. Well, I was kidding. I mean, it's all nut cheese. Uh, oh, I like nuts. Sounds, sounds I worse. I that's love nut, nut cheese. cheese. I love me some nuts, and I love some nut cheese. Sounds worse. <laughs> I had me some nut cheese last night. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. What? What do you mean? I went to that restaurant down the block from my house. Oh, I thought you were talking about your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, wasn't. Anywho, a couple more minutes now. If you want to chime in. We'll be back next week with a brand new theme. What's your theme? Do you know, or do you? Do, is it a surprise? It's going to be a surprise. Oh, cool! Yeah, we had some things uh, that we were thinking about. Uh, if you want to text us your suggestion, you can do so at nine seven one two two zero KXRY. I'm really surprised that we haven't had anybody chime in about this conversation. Yeah, seriously, guys, or don't you read the internet? I know this is what everyone's <laughs> talking about in Portland Perhaps. and beyond. Also, I the, mean, the paper. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was just looking at the Fox News. Oh God, Fo- Fox News's take on this. No, and uh, they're basically like, um. 
I saw it. Wait, I haven't the read it yet. Fox News? But I just no, no like national. Fox News. Oh, went com. national. Oh, it's, no, it's all uh-huh. over. They called it the Post, uh, Daily News, or sorry, Daily Mail, which is trash. Really? But is the attitude all like, oh, look how stupid Portland is? Yeah, <sighs> pretty much. Social media has erupted into a renewed debate over whether cooks from certain ethnic groups can or should <laughs> open restaurants <laughs> that are culturally appropriate. Other styles of cuisine. They're basically just like quoting other articles. There's no real, uh. um, you know, it's very uh, kind of an objective article uh, well, from a lot Fox of, News. Yeah, a lot of the articles too I'm seeing and all the, you know, blog posts are mostly just talking about what's happening and, you know, kind of getting into the semantics of cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really looking again at that Portland-centric history that right. is really important to understand why this is blowing up here specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if they just eat their Trump steaks, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he eat steaks in a weird way or something? The opposite of the Trump is a black vegan, kids. Oh, it's true. Oh. We just got a text that says, cultural appropriation is a myth. Oh. Oh, right. You, can you say more? Cite your sources. Weighing in from <laughs> the... Uh, say more. I don't believe that. Um... Cultural appropriation is a myth, I say. Yeah, because everybody knows that rock and roll didn't have anything to do with um, slaves or um, black people. It's really a white music. Came from whites. Just kidding. That's a joke. (laughs) Sarcasma. Sarcasma, yeah. You heard it live on X-Ray FM. (laughs) That's or my other DJ voice. <laughs> We're never <laughs> sarcastic on this show. Nah. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's it's come to an end. The hour is, is here. And uh, wow. do you have anything you want to close out and say to X-Ray Land listeners? Any uh, plugs? For any plugs? Upcoming yeah. events? Um, if you're in the Oakland Bay Area called Oakland on Ju- um, June 11th, my band will be playing at the Festival of Fiestas at the Stork Club. Other than that, I'll see you around. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. It's been a wonderful uh, educational Thank you. Evening. Oh, it's been really fun. Think. Thank you. Yes, it's been really fun, girls. <laughs> thank you, Lita Husick. And thank stick you. around for uh, the next show. We will be here again next Thursday, 9 to 10 p.m., probably talking about friendship, but you'll have to <laughs> stick around and uh, tune in next week. I this is a nice little number for you called Con el Diablo en mi Corazón by Los Leno. And Megan Hattie is going to play that for us. Thanks for listening to Is Butter a Carb? Love you. Bye. Meow. Bye. Es como un diablo su amor y sus ojos de ilusión que al verla yo me enamoré pues entró en mi corazón son sus ojos muy extraños y me han robado el corazón me han hechizado toda mi alma y que me incitan al amor es como un diablo su amor Like